VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm It's still not too late for Baker Mayfield to play in the USFL. Welcome to a post-draft edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. Guys, Nick Foles is a free agent. Nick, if you're listening, and I know you are, come home. Come home! Uh, With us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, the international schedule dropped today. Uh, How bummed are you that the Chiefs aren't playing in Germany this fall? I, don't, I didn't understand how closely tied we were to the German and Munich specifically community, but uh, <laughs> apparently a lot of a lot of Mahomes fans out there disappointed having to see the shitty Seahawks. <laughs> we were not sending our best, uh, as they say. Oh, we're uh, sending Drew Locke. Oh. Jesus, maybe Baker Mayfield. We'll see. Hey, we got Washington Commanders fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel. Your team drafted a quarterback in the fifth round. Is Carson Wentz on the hot seat? Carson Carson Wentz's whole house is on the hot seat. He built a house on top of a hot seat, and I hope he dies there. Uh, I want to talk a little more about how every kid in Germany looks like Patrick Mahomes. Really well, we blown, get... blown opportunity. Well, we'll, we'll get into it's it. ha- half of them look like Patrick Mahomes. The other half uh, look like Riley Cooper. And, Ooh. and they are Nazis. No between. They are literal <laughs> Nazis. Hey, joining the show today is uh, somebody who knows Riley Cooper, uh, his uh, misgivings intimately well. We have Philadelphia sports legend and founder of the Sports Gambling Podcast, Sean Stacking the Money Green is on the show. What's up, Sean? What's happening? You know, you're talking, alluding to uh, Germany references. I mean, you got to go Grayson Allen, right? I mean, yeah, guy, thank you. He is a, I remember I was on the show once and they made us edit uh, out where I implied uh, Grayson Allen was a member of Hitler's youth. And they're like, <laughs> that's very serious. Um, I'm like, well, the organization hasn't been active. Uh, well, at least as far as we know, for a very long time, it's clearly said as a parody. And they were worried that the 25 people watching the streaming show were going to uh, sue us. So, yeah, I remember I got I I was, uh, you know, my artistic process was blunted. (laughs) Oh, well, not on this show. No, you're you're welcome. Oh, your heart stays blunted, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Hey, uh, any uh, outstanding draft thoughts before we really dive into this thing? Uh, Danny. As Sean alluded to before the show, you got an A plus from a lot of the national media. Why the plus? You know, ten picks. Uh, we had sure. twelve total. We finagled a little bit. You get ten picks, you're bound to get a plus. I mean, there's there's no way to fuck up ten picks when nobody knows how good anyone is. So it's you so know it's, it's a little it's nice for the time being. Let's see if any of these dudes work out. Sean, what's the experience like watching at a uh... SGP headquarters with the draft. Are there are there bets being placed throughout oh, yeah. the draft? Yeah, because I don't yeah, know what we, that looks like. 
Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Um, they actually, so I was out in Vegas for the draft. They actually locked the uh, draft props uh, the night before at five o'clock. So luckily got in a bunch of uh, losers in the night before, got all those in. <laughs> I was, well, because it was just such an open draft. So I had these crazy long shot, like Malik, if Malik Willis was drafted number two overall, I would not be here. I'd be swimming in $10,000. Uh, it was it was, we were at the blue wire uh, studio there in Vegas and it was a pretty surreal experience. Cause we did like a pregame show leading up to the draft. You know, you're talking, you're evaluating all these prospects. And then uh, Aiden Hutchinson, right after he got drafted, walked, hmm. came over and did a studio uh, or did an interview. And I got to meet him backstage and like shook his hand and was like, uh, it felt weird because I had just spent like 20 minutes shitting on him and his small arms and why he wasn't <laughs> going to be good in the NFL. And then I meet him. I'm like, big fan, man. Congrats. You're going to do great. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, I don't, they're crazy for drafting this guy. It's going to be, it's going to ruin their franchise. You like, ruined oh, my congrats. bet. You're the best, man. <laughs> That's yeah, a comedy thing. Too. Oh yeah. That's a comedy thing where uh, we've, we've done stand up. No, you watch, you, you and your friends shit on the comedian on stage in the back, and then they come down off the stage and you give them like great a great set. set. Oh, yeah. Very, very much. Um, but, yeah, no, it was awesome. I mean, you got to see uh, a lot of the, lot of the uh, draft guys just hanging out in their element. I mean, last time I was there, it was uh, I was there for the Pro Bowl and saw Tyreek Hill uh, shooting craps. Didn't well, Really didn't know how to play craps. Um, and just everyone was rooting for Tyree kill to roll a 10. They felt like they had a lot of juju around him rolling his own number. Uh, but, uh, it looked like he lost a lot of money. So and maybe that's why he needed the new deal and had to request his trade. Sorry, Danny. RIP Tyree kill. Uh, hey, we've, we've revamped our entire team yet. It's still as good as ever. I mean, I, you know, a plus draft. I don't know if anybody's said that before, but, uh, Huge draft. We we've filled the hole. It's all done. We don't have to worry about Tyreek and his baggage anymore. Come at me with jokes about about any of these guys. Come at me with Sky Moore jokes if you can. I'm just I'm trying to do a deep dive on George Karloftis because again, uh, who knows what this guy's been involved in? Also, Karloftis just a fun name to say, but sure, uh, yeah, he could be he could be involved in some stuff. It just hasn't come out yet. Can we do a polycornopolis uh, <laughs> a re redux for this dude? Oh man, that is Carl Afloftis. <laughs> Those early Sandler albums still hold up. I mean, just to white guys, but they still hold up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean had one the other day. Uh, we were talking. He said, are, "Are these people having sex or working out?" Oh yeah. Uh, forgot how you applied that, but, uh, it was a nice Sandler poll as well. <laughs> I think it was me, uh, breaking down Jordan Davis highlights and just That's going, right. Oh yeah. Look at that. Look at it. Look at him. Just unload. Oh yeah. Oh, this guy's awesome. <laughs> well, this is, want- this is my end. Uh, and thank you for giving it to me, Sean. Uh, we're going to start the show by talking about what we hated about the draft. Typically Danny would kick us off, but, uh, Sean, you set me up so well, I'm just going to go into it. How unprepared I still feel post-draft. I have a subscription to Sports Illustrated premium articles. I read all my beat writers, all the national stuff. And then you know what happens? I walk into the Sports Gambling Podcast headquarters the other day. (laughs) These guys are breaking down film on fucking 100-inch TVs. There's six different screens going on. 
there's multiple people in there. There's chatter about the, the these guys fucking burst. And I'm like, I'm, I thought I knew, but I don't know. Well, and, this and, is- to, and to set the record straight, we have eight TVs um, in the, in the viewing area. We also have an additional uh, five other TVs in the studio area. So I don't want people to think we're some two bit operation and yeah, watching film. I'm really just uh, watching highlights of the, I feel like uh, whoever the guy's name is called like just bombs, his YouTube uh, highlights always come up first. And I always listen to that same song he's got going there. It must be a royalty free thing, but yeah, I just watch the highlights and just <laughs> talk myself into how amazing he's going to be. The only thing I hate about the draft is these uh, people who try and, you know, throw shade on the draft saying it's not a sport. It's just, uh, you know, a nine hour television event of guys reading off cards. It's like, no, this is bringing hope to fan bases. This is when you're the most high right now. And then you get another little high in August during training camp. And then it's just all downhill except for one team. So let us have our time here. Don't, you don't need to shit on it by saying, yeah. Oh, hey, this is pointless and stupid. Why are there? Why did 500,000 people travel to a city to watch a guy read a card? You don't need to bring in that kind of logic into sports fandom. Yeah, man. This is the only day that a battered Jets wife has. Mm. <laughs> this is their time to shine. This is the one time, one day this dude is calm. The Jets, I mean, they actually got good. They, it's weird because they their draft grades were like through the roof. You're right, and uh, it's just weird because it is the Jets. So you're just waiting for them. How are they going to mess this up? But uh, on the on the, you know, looking at the outside there, they they really had some good uh, nice haul. But two top ten picks. I mean, everybody with the two early picks came out surprisingly well. The Giants. Are we really going to say mm. the Giants are going to be good? Are we really prepared? To say, you know, the, the any of these fucking teams that had two picks at all in the in the early rounds that aren't like is Green Bay even with two <laughs> first round picks have is are they a competitive team with just Aaron Rodgers and basically nothing else? It, it was great because all like the pre mock stuff, all the previews we did, we go. The Green Bay has to draft a receiver with one of these guys in the first round, right? Like, and they they still somehow drafted two uh, defensive players. And then I don't know if you watch Rogers like live reaction on McAfee. It wasn't as it wasn't as you know crazy as his Jordan Love, but he still just he like sits way back and he's got that long hair and he's just like, oh yeah, I guess he didn't have any uh, you know round one uh, grades on those receivers. All right, okay. He's he's a very very weird dude. Um oh, yeah. but you know this this should still be all right. Devontae Adams is pretty good though. But now he's yeah. relegated to the hell of Derek Cardum. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Carr is right on that line where it's hard to get rid of Derek Carr cuz then you're like, "Well, what do we do if we don't have Derek Carr?" But then you know you 100% know Derek Carr's never winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, we did it with Alex Smith. We just yeah. pulled the shoot, pull the shoot, Raiders fans. You you need mm. to get rid of this guy, or else you'll never taste the sweet nectar of being that one team like Sean is saying. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, it really so, is. And yeah, I mean they're indoors. They got Devonte Adams. 
they should be good, but yeah, it's just, he's just, you know what it is? I don't know if he, I don't think he wears eye makeup, Derek Carr, but he's got that goth look. Like he, mm. he even at the draft, he just looked like a ready to start his emo band. He, it just doesn't yeah. strike you as you're not scared of this guy, you know, throwing the pigskin around, but you look at his numbers and you're like, oh, that guy should, he's good. He's, he's not horrible, but yeah, he's, he's very much Alex Smith. Mm. The whole time smoking clove cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that pet cut, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> cloves. Wait, what were cloves? Did they not actually have tobacco in them? It was like, it smelled like you were smoking incense. But what, what was actually in there, Jamel? Cloves. It was them shits from like your mom would put on a ham. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they put them in a cigarette, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> it did seem like they just put like a potpourri in a zigzag and then like, hey, these are cloves. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'll uh, tell you what I hated about some fucking football. The fact that the commanders don't know how to draft. The commandments, we refuse to learn what a draft is. We're only picking players from Alabama who play on the defensive line. We already have all of these guys. They all hate each other. You're just <laughs> adding another one. It's fucking stupid. Could have drafted a quarterback whenever. I can't believe you guys didn't have multiple first round picks. Also, just somehow, you just had one. Well, you know, years of other bullshit we've done has finally <laughs> um, caught up to us. Danny, what'd you say after their draft? I believe it was "Thou shalt not win" for the commandments. <laughs> yes. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the Washington the commandments. commandments. Yeah, it's the Washington like, Commandments. In case you weren't sure, I like. I, I'm all on board with that nickname. It, it sets itself up for some easy joke writing, and. Yeah. Also, I mean, the, the idea of the mascot, the, the mascot being two stone tablets and you could call him uh, tabby, the tabby, the tablet. And he walks around and he's got the 10 commandments on there and this stuff, right? I mean, it writes itself, but tabby, the, uh, the tablet for the Washington commandments is yeah. someone needs to work that up. Oh man. And then like the pig, the, uh, the hogettes are dressed like Hammurabi. <laughs> I mean, well, I, the hog. The hogettes are safe because, you know, back in the day, you can't eat pork. But, you know, I assume the fans will turn kosher to honor the commandments. <laughs> they're, they're, I'm probably crushing streams here at some point, but Old Testament, you know, it feels kinda, good. Kind of connects. Yeah. You know who's really loving it is Carson Wentz. That guy, he he loves being a commandment. He's just. <laughs> he studies that Bible. Oh, he you loves, know what? He, that's what he's getting. He's going he's gonna to bring this team to the promised land like. Moses himself did. <laughs> the His, only good thing we did was let Santana Moss go on TV wearing a cool jacket. <laughs> it's the only correct decision that the team has made all year. Did yeah, they make everyone has everyone has a former player who just has awesome swag and wears cool ass jackets. Those are the guys you need reading the cards. Guys that get the crowd fired up a little bit. You know, keep it under thirty seconds. We got, we got to move this thing along. See, uh, I did, I did recently unfollow Carson Wentz on Instagram. I wow, one of his corny ass photos of him like uh, driving a tractor, some sort of metaphor about plowing fields, and I go, why am I still on this guy's, uh, you know, Instagram? So immediately unfollowed. <laughs> it's like a breakup when you're for some reason you're still following your ex. I had to keep an eye on him. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Hurts will not like that. He's 
He's watching you unfollow. Press press the unfollow uh, button. Hurts, the untamed rare breed. That is Jalen Hurts. Of course, I'm wearing my replica untamed rare breed gold chain. Uh, I saw him give a press conference wearing it, and I said that chain's really badass. And my wife got me a replica off Etsy uh, for a nice Christmas gift. Amazing. He, What's great about Hertz is he's not mentally fragile and weak like Carson Wentz. So when, you know, when another quarterback comes in, he's not like, Hey, I can't handle this. They built a statue of another guy. I wish the team would lose. Cause I'm not on it. So grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Gardner Minshew came in, played great. And then Jalen Hurts just took right back over. No yeah. complaints, no hiccups. Led us to the playoffs. Uh, Danny, what'd you hate about the draft? It's funny, uh, Sean actually kind of touched on it. It's really, and, and he touched on it twice because originally it was going to be that it's basically unwatchable. I tried to have a barbecue <laughs> with a, and have people over and like five minutes into this thing, it's like, yeah, what are we even doing? Sitting, We're just sitting here watching like five minutes go by on a clock over and over again. And then one short moment of, oh, and then you keep, and then you move on, you know, you can just... If you're gonna have a draft party, have it in the in the on the third day on the Sunday because there's more going on. It's faster. You get a lot more bang for your buck. But overall, I like the draft, so I'm not gonna be one of those guys. I will say it is those those former players that they keep bringing up. I mean, the the Vikings guy just you know <laughs> running the light. All these dudes who you just saw last year because the team can't dredge up any more star. How many more times are we going to see Franco Harris on a fucking podium? Let Franco Harris go to bed. The the 70s was the last time this guy was relevant. Let's at least modernize a little bit. But then they have like current players up there where they have nothing better to do than to show up. I don't want my players in Vegas. I want them training together in South Florida. Like the Chiefs are doing. I did see uh, Travis Kelsey out at the win. He was hanging out with Gronk, and uh, he was not training. <laughs> well, maybe training on how to like do a beer bong, but I would imagine he he looked pretty familiar with it already. Uh, so I I I worry a little bit about his off season program. Well, you know, Sean, that actually that's a much more interesting segue into talking about the draft. Is you were there in Vegas in the heart of it. First off, was it fun in person? And second, where's the hot goss? I mean, do you have any more of this? You're you're throwing it out just piecemeal. Let's get the hottest items, the blind items that you've got. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me see. I there was possibly an incident with Zeke at a club. Uh, we'll have to see if there's any 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 news of that breaks. I did hear rumblings of that. Um, and I wish I had more on that, but no, it was, I, I we walked by the day of, and it's just like a hundred thousand people standing on the strip again, looking at a guy reading a card. So I didn't actually, I just watched it in the studio and just, uh, drank a bunch of beers with the Coors light rep and was giving him my takes on everything. He seemed interested. Yeah, um, how's the Coors like? How, what's the gossip on him? Is his marriage going okay? Is he married? I what's don't know. I think, I think a lot of these ad rep guys just signed the deal. So it's like, oh, and we're going to get a hangout in Vegas. Awesome. You know, it, if someone in Vegas says, show me a good time, it, you know, you're in for like kind of a scary night. Um, <laughs> totally unrelated. Of course, like uh, there and was also there was also a funny moment where we're both reaching for a beer. It's all just Coors Light, 
And I go to him. I'm like, uh, careful. There's a couple of warm ones in there. And then he looks at me all serious. He goes, well, you only take the ones where the mountains are blue. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was just living, living a Coors Light commercial. Yeah. I thought <laughs> it would be funny to say to you that one of them is warm. That's yes. Nice. That's, part, that's the only interview to be a Coors Light ad rep. They're like, when do you drink the Coors Light? Is it A, when the mountains are green? I don't know. You just, that's the, there's only one thing you need to know. How do you, how do you blow that? Uh, are you going to be coming into next year's draft, which is notably in Kansas City? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean... <laughs> I'll be honest. I watching it from Vegas. That was, that was fun. Even though it was in Vegas, I was still just watching it uh, on a TV. That might be the the best way to do. It. Although you know, if you got, if you got a family, the, I did, um, I was on Super Bowl uh, radio row and I did get a run through the, um, the stuff that like the NFL experience, if you're a kid or just like the NFL, like that, the NFL experience is pretty fun. You get to kick like real field goals. You get to throw uh, like balls through moving targets. You get, they have these like jerseys you can get photos with that kind of stuff is, is worth the, the fun, but like flying somewhere just to hang out, to watch. Oh, and uh, really I, you, you mentioned things I hate. I got to talk about one of the Eagles super fans, this uh this uh jabron they got uh who has like a a mohawk and you know face painting the whole thing oh, yeah. all right i'm i'm down but the guy is wearing a, an 11 jersey it's like you didn't get the message about carson wentz and how he doesn't want to play in philadelphia you the super fan that paints your face you can't spring for like another 89 dollars to get a jalen hurts jersey like get the memo dude it was <laughs> he seemed like a commercial actor like just completely out of place there. That really annoyed me. I kept coming back to that guy. I mean, but yeah, I don't know. On the on the fence about Kansas City. I'll Good be there. Draft night one sounds like hell. It's longer <laughs> than church. <laughs> it does. Yeah, five hours to wait for your team to make one pick. It is. Yeah. It is tough. I mean, luckily the Eagles traded for AJ Brown. What top five receiver in the league? So that really pumped me up, excitement level wise. But yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk. Considering... Let's talk how how you're feeling post draft, Sean. Let's uh, oh. let's get into it. Uh, have some fun here. I mean, you couldn't be higher on the Eagles draft. A, you, you know, you include the the trade for AJ Brown as you should, giving up the 18th pick and the third round pick. I mean, yeah, totally. It's a, it's a receiver that Howie Roseman didn't draft, so there's a chance he's going to be pretty good. And then you got Jordan Davis, this like athletic freak of a defensive lineman. He's taller than Gronk. He ran a better 40 time than Patrick Mahomes. His 10 yard shuttle was better than Jarvis Landry. He's just like a, a he's a freak of a, a, of an athlete. Now, like, you know, can he keep his weight under 320, which is a funny goal weight? Um, but if he can do that, I think he'll be really good. And then Nicobe Dean, this Georgia linebacker who some were talking about first round pick. I mean, there's supposedly some medical issues, but by all accounts, he's going to be able to play and and not miss any time. Doesn't need surgery. So completely stoked on the draft. And yeah, I mean, the Eagles are coming in with expectations, which is always scary as a team. Like they do much better when everyone thinks they're going to suck. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't, I don't think the expectations are so high that they will crumble, uh, under them, but I, I certainly higher than last year. 
NFC East or bust. I mean, the the da- notable downgrade on the Cowboys. Giants are always garbage, and Daniel Jones is in his last season. And then you know the the commandments. Mm. What can you say? Thou mm. shalt not win the division. Yeah, ever again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I again, Eagles win the division. That feels like something. You know, their division odds actually moved from like three and a half to one to two and a half to one just off everyone getting hyped off the AJ Brown trade, which that kind of stuff does scare me a little bit, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're coming in with a good spot, their coach. I mean, honestly, your team is in the NFL. I know it's all about the quarterback, but other than that, like you have to have a really good offensive line and our offensive line is, is just stellar right now. So we'll see. We still need a second cornerback. Maybe we get uh giants are looking to cut Bradbury. So maybe yeah. we scoop him up. Got that could be fun. That. that that seems to be our biggest hole right now. So, and then we got center cam Jurgens. seems like he's not going to play this season very much, or if, if all goes according to plan, he won't play that much, but Jason Kelsey, which is just an amazing story is helping the team recruit and make draft decisions. <laughs> uh, Jason Kelsey called him his favorite player in the entire draft <laughs> is his replacement. As yes. opposed to Ryan Tannehill, who is fucking crying a storm that they drafted a quarterback. And got <laughs> rid of his mentor. favorite receiver and the only guy who made him look legitimate. <laughs> yeah, come on. I right. am off the Titans bus, guys. They keep getting rid well, of receivers I like. Hey, it's because it's a of- Derrick Henry offense, Jamal. You couldn't you cannot hitch your wagon to a running back. It's just foolish. It eventually does kind of bite you in the ass. I was going back and forth. Like, would you rather have Derrick Henry and, you know, this rookie receiver they drafted in uh in uh, a trail on Burke, or would you rather have AJ Brown and some rookie running back? Like, I think to your point, Danny, about making Ryan Tannehill look good, he needs a guy with a massive catch radius, AKA AJ Brown. And it'd be one thing too, if, you know, they traded Eagles trade for him and extended him. But uh, I mean, he's 24. Like he's still very much in the prime of his, of his career. Like it'd be one thing if he was like 28, 29, pushing 30, but to get rid of a guy that you drafted, that's only 24. That's just, that's crazy. I would rather get my dick sucked in the Bahamas and never watch football again. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, th- there's other options. And, and Mike Vrabel, he really rallied the team around saying that he would be like willing to cut his dick off to get a Super Bowl. Still not quite enough to motivate them, but uh, you know, I like where his head's at. No, instead speaking, he cut Ryan Tannehill's Mike, dick off with all this <laughs> trading and bad uh, Speaking of Mike Vrabel, uh, his son Tyler Vrabel signed to the Falcons. Not sure you guys saw that, but now we got a couple of Vrabels in the league. Uh, that's good stuff. Jamel. Uh, I don't know if uh, you have a voicemail from, from Coach Vrabel discussing his son Tyler as an offensive tackle out of Boston College. Undrafted free agent, signed with the Falcons. I mean, it's a great story. I'll check my, you know, Coach got consumer cellular, so he don't really, <laughs> he doesn't really know how to work all the buttons just yet, but I'll, I'll check in on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Danny, how you feeling post-draft? You know, what I what I love about the draft in general is that you find out what your team is thinking. You don't know after you've experienced the worst loss of your season, whatever it may be, or you won the Super Bowl, which none of us did, then 
you go about your offseason preparing for the draft just to find out if you're right and all the beat writers that you follow and all the podcasts that you listen to, if everybody's collectively right about what the team wants to do. And what I found out that the team is doing, which I and I basically found this out with the Tyreek Hill trade, is everybody else in the division, everybody else in the AFC, the whole story was people are loading up. Fuck them picks. Let's do the Rams thing. Let's all just get rid of our picks, get the best player we possibly can at every position. Russell Wilson in the division, Khalil Mack in the division, fucking Devontae Adams now in the division. What does Brett Veach do? What do the Kansas City Chiefs, the smartest organization in the league, what do they do? They pull a Top Gun Maverick and they pump the brakes and let the other idiots fly right past them. And then we've got them right in our sights now. We just load up on draft picks with the with the picks that we got from Tyreek Hill, get rid of him when he's at his peak value, and then just replace him with one dude, and fix the defense. Fix this defense, finally, so I don't have to watch Josh Allen throw fucking nine touchdowns on us in the last three minutes of a game. We're going to score 30 no matter what. You guys, you guys won that game. We won Why? that because game, had- and it's still it was annoying because you know if we played that game ten more times, you know we probably lose five of those or whatever it is. It was a, t- it was a tight one. We don't need to play any more of these tight ones. we got to fix the defense. <laughs> And that is what we've done. Those first two picks being defensive players. We got a corner. We got a defensive end, finally. We got nine more how, corners, it felt like. Uh, this is how hard-hitting Danny has become as a fan, where playoff wins aren't by big enough margins. That's the big takeaway from last season. Yeah, we got to the AFC Championship, but the playoff wins leading up to it, I really had to sweat those out. I don't need that. It's not good for my stomach. I don't need to sweat all this out. So, Look, yeah. It's long-term, long-term thinking, and you learn about that when you play Madden franchise mode. And when you play Madden franchise mode, you don't want to win back and forth games. You want to you want to have a lineup where you win every game 49 to 3. That's when it's fun. And that's what I want the Chiefs to be. 49 to 3 in the Super Bowl against let's say the Eagles just to make you guys oh, feel better. Man. Hey, they made it. <laughs> um I'd be I'd be happy with the Super Bowl appearance. 49 to 3 loss? No, I would not. <laughs> That's a good question, actually, for the fans out there. Is would you would, yeah. take a Super Bowl appearance if you get blown out in historic fashion? I mean, I I think you could like the Bills. The way they went out in that game is probably the best ending to your season if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you got kind of close. You gave them everything you had. You know, there's some bullshit coin toss. They're changing rules after the game because of it. Like you can just sell yourself on, oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. And it's really the best loss of the season was that Bills loss. Yeah, uh, Sean, and how- it's a loss. Let's just let's just underline that. They lost clarify, they did lose the game. <laughs> because Patrick Mahomes is too fucking good. Uh I had two follow-up questions for Sean. Uh, how how does the sports gambling network feel about these overtime rule changes, if you're former against them. And then uh, what's the chatter around the office on who, the, who had the worst draft or is there any team that stands out where you, it's well, just we, openly mocking. We haven't gone guys. to Jamel yet. So that might've yeah. been his <laughs> outlook for his team. The worst draft. We just, we signed a bunch of positions that we do not need 
at points in the draft where we were reaching and everybody's saying Sam Howell saved the draft. He's fucking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> He's Baker Mayfield again. He's not gonna, we're not going to win shit with this fucking e- Oh, he used to throw to De'Ami Brown. Who the fuck is De'Ami Brown? <laughs> Our That's fourth receiver. <laughs> but you got him yeah, in the fourth round or whatever, you know? Baker Mayfield... First overall pick. You got the value oh, of a Baker oh, Mayfield. Hey, we got, oh, we got Baker Mayfield with no progressive ads. <laughs> Great. Oh, he's going to be so focused. He's going to be at the house like, why don't I have any progressive ads? I am <laughs> Baker Mayfield. He's going to be twice as mad. Well, is there some local DC chain that you think might be able to pick up a Sam Howell? Oh, for sure. He's... He's doing an Eastern Motors ad as we speak. <laughs> they already have one in the can as soon before the call came. Eastern Motors is actually, they have a seat in our war room just so they can get to work on the ad right away as soon as they know, as soon as they see it coming down the board. The the best part about your draft is Dotson, your first round pick, couldn't believe that he was selected. He thought he was going to be selected in the second round. He has a quote here. Oh man, I was thinking third Maybe second round. I was watching the NBA playoffs. Him and his agent had no idea. He wasn't in Vegas. He wasn't anywhere near Vegas. We've already drafted Josh Dotson. His name was Josh Dotson. He had a thousand yards for his whole career. Uh, We've already done this. You know, how about Chris Paul? You guys got Chris Paul? You got a guy named Chris Paul in the seventh round. Danny was asking for some behind the scenes stuff. I actually was hanging out with the uh, commander's uh, social guy who shoots all the social videos who was out in Vegas. And he goes, you know what? All I want is for our first round pick to be out here in Las Vegas. So we can shoot a really cool video and then fly back with him. It's going to be awesome. He goes, that's the only thing I want for this draft. And, and of he course, got a guy didn't who that. didn't even know the draft was happening. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's, I was watching the NBA playoffs. It was a blowout. The Sixers were blowing out Toronto. It was like a 25-point game by the time he got drafted. Still watching. Must have had the over. Even It says <laughs> their second rounder was also caught off guard. <laughs> This is the article I'm reading right now. Adding fuel to the fire, Washington's first two picks were caught off guard by how highly they were taken. Um, yeah, Mathis. What's, uh, what position is Mathis at? Uh, D He's a corner. Yeah, at Alabama. Yeah. Really disgusting stuff from us. This is how I draft in fantasy, and I have no business running a team. That's why I am on this podcast with you guys. But, you know, you got you drafted a couple guys who will look the other way at a crumbling stadium and an upskirt photo scandal. So that's that really true. what the coaches were looking for. They'll As soon as they see Larry Michael in the parking lot with Quaaludes <laughs> in his hand, they're going to be like, man, I thought I was going to get picked in the fourth round. I shouldn't even be here. I'm just, let me just get in my car. <laughs> now the Eagles, I do want to ask uh, uh, how you feel because you didn't mention it. You made another trade that will get you a first round pick next season as well right so is that a quarterback i mean is that what we're, is this jalen hurts last hurrah potentially is this his or his his at least biggest chance to prove he's worth it 
Definitely. Yeah, no, I think it's the classic uh, building for now, but also keeping an eye on tomorrow. So, yeah, I think, you know, Jalen Hurts has a ton of weapons, great offensive line. If he doesn't do something, uh, I yeah, I think they're going to move on. And yeah, two having two first round picks, especially with the Saints being one of them, like there's a world where the Saints really, really suck. Um, you know, new head coach, Jameis coming off the ACL injury. It could go bad pretty quickly. So, and, and you know, they got up to number two last time to pick Carson fairly easily. So if they're starting with two first rounders and they want to move up and get a CJ Stroud or Bryce young, or one of these guys that end up being a top pick next year, I think that's totally in play. And yeah, I mean, you know, pressure makes diamonds. So he needs to have a good season. If he doesn't, I don't think they're committed to him. You know who used to say that? Robert Griffin the third. You should probably stop saying pressure makes diamonds. <laughs> stop saying that right now. He does have some diamonds on his uh Hey, how about uh what's going on with Kamara? What before the Pro Bowl, didn't he like beat the shit out of somebody and get arrested? So do we know what's gonna the fallout of that's gonna be? Uh he was that at could Drea's, affect the Saints season. Drea's nightclub in Vegas. Yeah, it seemed like some dude was talking some shit to him from what I could put together. And okay. He beat him up. So that's usually cool. the, that's fine. The dude, the dude on dude crime, uh, I think usually just gets, you know, lost in the wash for these. Guys. Oh, we, we watched a video. Well, I guess the full video wasn't available, but we got the gist of a video of Mike Tyson beating the shit out of somebody on an airplane. <laughs> and everybody was like, go Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The last guy night, did seem uh, really annoying. Last night, uh, Chappelle's entourage beat the mm. shit out of somebody who rushed him on stage, and that was all good because he deserved it. Broke his arm in like three places. The video is like his arm is completely on backwards. It's insane. Oh, what is that? What happened to these guys? What you know? That's like a type of guy who's like, man, if I ever see a such and such, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him to beat my ass. And so, yeah, I'm it's such some a like fan. weird. Is it weird? Some weird kink of getting your ass kicked by a yeah. celebrity? Or it's like a very, it's a variation of uh, wanting to fuck Oprah. <laughs> yes. Look, God, I, I saw Oprah. I would fuck Oprah. My favorite thing, uh, my favorite reaction amongst the stand-up comedy community with the whole Will Smith thing, and now this to uh, Dave Chappelle thing. It's like, oh, it's open season on us comedians. It's like, no, you're you're featuring in like, uh, you know in Albuquerque, uh, you'd be fortunate that someone went out of their way to come to your show to, to have any interaction with yeah. you. Like, don't kid yourself. People don't, want, people don't even want to take selfies with you after your set, let alone yeah. jump on stage with you. Yes. You would, you would be, I mean, you would be thankful. You could create some sort of reaction that would get, get a fan that annoyed. Uh, yeah. The, the fact that, Oh, they're coming for us. It's like, shut up. God. So, so what's next on the NFL slate? We got some, uh, some summer training and some kind of off some camps coming up and then, uh, then we're ramping right into it. Nothing. We are going to, this, I thank God the sports gambling podcast network is so in, in, ingrained in all these other sports because football is dead for three months. We can, we have nothing we can talk about. That's for sure. On this pod, we are, we are going to be really sweating it out. <laughs> we can't go we can't go bet on we we can't give high props or whatever sean's gonna be up to we gotta uh, you we know gotta work 
to find the news. weather. You can you can bet on the weather. No, I mean you got your uh, you got your mandatory OTAs. You got your non-mandatory voluntary OTAs. Who's showing up to the voluntary OTAs? Are they really voluntary? Some veterans are saying that uh, it's pretty much mandatory, and the union has an issue with that. Who will report? Who won't? Are they're doing less practices? Nick Sirianni met with a bunch of the veterans. They worked out a reduced practice schedule. Is Nick Sirianni soft, or does he know uh, how to speak to these veteran players even at a young age? I got so I got one of these shitty offseason storylines. Amazing players, uh, the the new rookies coming in, their numbers, their jersey numbers. Oh, yeah. That's a big story. How much are we paying? Uh, supposedly the, uh, the kicker for the New York giants, Kevon Thibodeau wants his number and the kicker is holding out for $250,000. That's a little greedy. My co-host who's a giants fan goes, you know what? He should, he's the best player on the team. (laughs) So that's (laughs) that's what what the giants are. Uh, Brian Dable. How, how, how are we feeling about this guy? I think he's a, a perfect hilarious coach that's going to be have trouble in pressers when his team is a five and 12. (laughs) You know, there was a photo, like a meme that was going around of him getting out of his like big truck. He's this giant dude with a head shaved, holding a briefcase. And someone said he looks like a a DUI attorney. Like he really (laughs) does have that. You won't see cuffs when you call Dable and associates. (laughs) Yo, the, I was driving by the Giants training facility because I was working in uh, in Newark for like 10 days and I drove by it every day and I was like, man, even the location of this building makes them ass. Like, why is their training facility right off the side of the highway, dog? Like, what the fuck? Dude? Anything can happen. Anybody could drive into this bitch. You could just run in and hug Saquon Barkley if you wanted to. There's no security. Nobody cares about the Giants. It's crazy. You won't get tackled. Um, Sean. Because it's the Giants and they suck. Uh, Let's let's wrap up here. Um, I just want to, do you have have a a minute or two on the USFL and Jason Garrett in the booth? Oh, Jason Garrett, super annoying. I mean, again, he follows in the long list of, uh, my only regret or my only annoyance is that he somehow didn't get the Monday night job. So he could, you know, follow in the footsteps of all the great Cowboys that have been horrible uh, on air as, as broadcasters. Mm. Um, yeah. USFL again, it's football and you can bet on it. Got a USFL picks podcast coming out. I hate the Philadelphia stars. Uh, Why? Well, I, I hate the logo. Cause they, it's, you know, like Bobby. Like, oh my God. Fuck Blobby. <laughs> Blobby is just the, laziest put together. It's, it just looks so Chuck E. Cheese. Like even Chuck E. Cheese, the guys doing the creative over there could come up something better than Blob. How is Gritty and- better? I just don't get it. Oh like, my God. How is thing. Gritty better? The same marketing execs were like, no, we can no. do the same deal. We can just slap together some hastily made child's project costume and uh, call it something funny or let the internet name it, and boom, we got another sensation. Gritty what? is one of us. Gritty Thank you. is the collective consciousness. Gritty wants to know what Kim Kardashian's panties smell like. Jamel gets it. <laughs> there is my favorite talk radio caller is a guy who, who calls himself Black Gritty. And uh, 
I, for every time they announce Black Gritty's on the line, for a second I think it's Jamel calling into this Eagles talk radio station. But Gritty, Gritty is one of a kind. He's unique. He embodies grittiness. What does that Thank mean? You. Let your imagination run wild. He mm. has a very cool costume. It looks professionally done. The Philly fanatic again. It's about being crazy. He's got a fun nose. He's green, but he's wearing the Phillies gear and it's fun. The blob is just, it's just completely lazy. There's no backstory to the blob. He doesn't, he doesn't embody Philadelphia. I guess some people are blob shaped in Philadelphia, but in general, he's yeah. just, he's just, he's a blob. Like you can't get fired up for a blob. Oh, there was a, uh, I like tabby better. You want to you want to talk about uh, internet wormholes? So I've been railing about how the Blob sucks and he's cursing their franchise, and so anytime the Blob's active on social media, I get tagged. Now, one of the twenty five fans that was at a recent USFL game, uh, it was this like chubby teenager kid. The Blob autographed his forehead, and you know, obviously just signed Blob, and somehow I got tagged in the video. And I wrote back, Hey, the kid shouldn't wash his uh, forehead. That's going to be worth a lot of money someday as a joke. And then the kid was on the thread somehow and responded back. I haven't washed it, but it's starting to fade. <laughs> and it's just this kid taking a photo of his forehead with like a blob kind of half written on it. Oh it was, it was really the internet at its finest. I love the blob. I actually, I feel like the blob is better than gritty. I feel like oh the God. laziness is endearing. I feel like I it's, fight it's, a, it's <laughs> cool how nebulous it is. It's mm. like, yeah, let's just throw something out there. Who cares? And it's, it's Man, more fun no. because that's what the USFL is. That's the spirit of the USFL. Let's just throw it out there. <laughs> see how long it can last. And I'm, he looks like a Yo Gabba Gabba character on pills. Mm. <laughs> Like if one of the like after the kids show ended, he started doing pills. That's funny. He's got, Don't tell me what grittiness got, is. Grittiness is just some guy in a fursuit. suit. Come on. I think the real story is we need to be talking about the New Jersey Generals. It's just a black guy in war at a war. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. It's just a, well, you know, it's, uh, he is a general. He's not some, he's not like, you know, lower down. He's, he's high up yeah, in the command. He's a Colin Powell. He's, a, he's, he's probably the only black general we've had. <laughs> I mean, as far as black general references, you nailed it, Danny. I, I didn't have well anything done. else loaded. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know. Ty I mean, Tyreek Schwarzkopf. You, you forget about Tyreek <laughs> Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Short lived. Uh, I, it does feel like the USFL lost a little steam, but that might just be my outsider's opinion. Cause I did watch the first week. I thought the product was all right, but in the end, can summer football really be, you know, it's not, we, think... we all know that it's not going to be the NFL. The NFL is the top of the line. All the best players are there. And when they're not playing, they're not going to go to some fucking second tier bullshit league. So now there's just kind of this battle for the scraps of, of people's eyeballs with the USFL and the XFL coming in and they're sniping at each other online. And it's like, you know, what's all this yeah, for? Really, let's, let's, let's combine it to one spring football league. And, and I think, you know, 
we're addicted to the NFL. We're hooked on the NFL. The NFL is that pure uncut white China, that delicious opiate. And then USFL is like Suboxone. You know, it's not the same thing. It's going to help you until you get the help you need until you get the real stuff. It's not a replacement, but it's, it's something to bridge the gap. And I, and I think if it stays in that lane, it'll do all right. Well said, uh, final thoughts, guys. Uh, go, go USL, FL, uh, does Washington have a team? Probably not. And that's probably for the best. Uh, I'm saying somebody who's listened to this mock up a tabby, the tablet, uh, illustration for us, please. Oh yeah. Use it all season long. The commandments need you. That's real. Final thoughts. The blob sucks. Uh, so does (laughs) Dallas go birds. Go birds. Solomon. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's my final thought. It's it's just great to move on to a new chapter of Chiefs football. We're going to win the next 10 Super Bowls. And, you know, uh, there's no substitute for it. So I could say I like the Tampa Bay Breakers or whatever, but not really. And basketball is not as good. And none of these sports that you guys, you guys are real addicts. I, I'll only get the good stuff. <laughs> No stepped on sports for Danny. I'm sorry you feel that way, Danny. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, sorry I gave you that. Uh, try to hand you a, a blunt filled with angel dust. <laughs> sorry to the USFL. Yet another failure. <laughs> <laughs>